Hey everyone, I'm your host, Alex Taylor, co-founder of Parallel. Welcome to Parallel Lives, a podcast where we learn about the tireless yet vibrantly challenging role the women we admire most live in parallel to their careers and personal pursuits, becoming and being a mom. Today's episode is with an old friend of mine, the one and only Lauren Conrad. Lauren is one of those people who's just truly salt of the earth. We met over a decade ago, and she is just truly one of the most kind, thoughtful, and creative people I know. And today we sat down to chat about all things motherhood, adjusting to our lives and our new self-identities, circa mom genes, and she's such a wonderful person. So I hope you enjoy our chat. Did you always know that you wanted to become a mom? No. I think when I was young, I just assumed, you know, it was like, that's kind of what you do. When I was in my mid twenties, I was not sure I was open to it. And I was, I always just thought I would figure it out if I wanted kids, if that was what was meant for me or, and at that age, like 25, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I need to be a mom. I feel like my maternal clock hit me real hard at like 29. Really? Did you just kind of like wake up one day? Like, what was that like? It sounds so cheesy. I I think it came with falling in love with my husband because I wanted to have a family with him and I wanted to have kids with him. And I think that maybe that's what I was unsure of before is, is I just hadn't found a partner who I was really excited to start a family with. So I think that was it for me. I think kids are a little bit of magic. They bring a little magic to your life. I mean, some other stuff too, you know. <laughs> oh, completely. A lot of dirty diapers and stuff. Yeah, but they hey. bring a mess too. Completely. No, but that's such a good point. You know, my my father-in-law often says that his kids are the color and fabric of his life. He's like, my life was black and white and the kids just added color. And I feel like what you just described is exactly it. So when you woke up that magical day, <laughs> I'm ready to have this baby. No, no. Yeah. You felt that you were ready was there any fear? Of course, there's kind of this beautiful idea of what it could be and the magic, but were you scared at all? I mean, you've had a huge career for many years. Was that scary to make room? I think I went in, I don't think there's really a way you can ever prepare someone for parenthood and all that comes along with it. And so I think I was just really focused on the exciting bits and knew like I would get through the rest. I'm also in a really unique position where when you run a lifestyle brand, having kids only makes it more exciting. So I wasn't ever worried about kids taking away from my career, it was only going to add to it. But I also wasn't considering like lack of sleep and yeah. <laughs> the, the, the time and energy of caring for a tiny person. So I, yeah, I think I was just focused on the exciting parts at photo shoots, but like pumping in a bathroom stall. Oh man. I didn't think about this. <laughs> this is harder than I thought. <laughs> and did anyone like prepare you for that? Because I definitely have pumped in some very unusual places and had some really gnarly moments postpartum. Did anyone tell you about that? Not really. It's like a funny game that women play with each other (laughs) because you know, like it's worth it. And you can't just tell that to someone. I had friends who told me just enough. Like they told me the things I needed to know. A couple of my friends had kids before me and, you know, they sent me the shopping list, my registry. They helped me prepare with checklists and then were there for me afterwards in like a supportive way, which was the most important thing. 
it's a weird thing to like get into the gory bits <laughs> when they don't know yet because you don't want to scare someone off from having kids. Of course. Um, I think like at a certain point, I almost got too much information from some of my friends. They sent me the the hospital recovery kit checklist and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, the physical things didn't bother me. It was more just like the emotional journey afterwards that was just really challenging. And I think that this is why we keep having kids is I feel like I've almost blocked a lot of it out. Yes. It's so what? Hormones are a crazy thing. Yeah. Did you experience that at all with your second or how did you feel? My husband and I always wanted two kids. I really wanted a sibling for my first son. So I think I just went into it and it was... It was nice because I wasn't someone who loved being pregnant. I had a, a relatively easy pregnancy. I was really lucky, but I didn't, I wasn't one of those people who like loved the glow. I was like, some people love it. I just wasn't one of those people. And so with my first one, I was like, oh gosh, I got to do this again. But with my second one, I really tried to enjoy each thing because I was like, it made it easier being like, I'm not going to do this again. Like I, we knew we were going to be two and done. So it made it a little easier. And I think even in the hard moments, it was just that like knowing like, this is the last time I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this again. Where Liam, like, I remember just like those late nights being like, oh my God, this is the first one. I'm going to have to do this again. (laughs) Yes. Oh, completely, completely. I mean, even now I feel like I'm dealing with this, the terrible threes. No one tells you that three in my nature. Yeah. It's insane. It's crazy. Well, kind of going back to the fact that, you know, you've got your hands in a lot of different things. You've had your Kohl's line, you have the little market, you have this whole digital empire situation going on here. I mean, with that, and then your role as a mom, obviously balance is something that we like to talk about. But what does that even mean? Is there such thing as balance in your opinion? And how do you handle it? I think it's just about priorities. I work from home. I have a home office. I take my son to school every day. I have lunch with my kids every day. And I, I know I'm so lucky to be able to have this flexibility, but I was able to create what balance looked like for me. And that was spending as much time with my kids, not missing out. It looks different for everyone. And I knew that that was going to be important to me later in life. And that's why I worked really, really hard years ago because I was like, I'm putting in the time now and I'm, you know, I'm building the teams and making the relationships. Do you think there's things from that experience of being a master of delegation and just kind of streamlining your life and organizing it that way that you've taken into your approach as a mother. And I guess on the flip side, what have you taken from your role as a mom into your professional life that's made you better? It's all about choices, right? It's like, what's really important to me? What what are the things I have to do and that are, that are going to make a difference? And what are the things that like in my head I have to do to be a perfect mom, but really like the kids don't remember and it doesn't make a difference to them. I think a lot of times we get caught up as moms. We're just like, you know, we've built our Pinterest pages. We've created this idea that like things need to be perfect. But sometimes when you're doing stuff for kids, you have to do the things for the kids and not for yourself. They don't care if like, the table setting is perfect and what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they don't care about those things. They just want to have fun. So I think you've got to like pick and choose what you do and just, I I guess, relax a little bit. Completely. I, I feel like after I became a mom, it just totally shifted the way I looked at my work. I mean, I was still so committed to what I was doing professionally, but it kind of gave me like perspective and took off a little bit of this unnecessary pressure. Did you feel that at all when you kind of transitioned into the role as a mom and walked in the door at your work? Did you feel that shift at all? Not really. No, <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no because, I mean, yeah. you, you know this because we've worked together. Like when I, I mean, it's not like I'm walking into a boardroom, right? Like 
I'm friends with everyone I work with. So it was like, it didn't really change. And and a lot of people I work with are also parents. It makes they such it. a difference. It makes you such know, a difference. Yeah. One thing that I, I like, w- one of the silver linings, I think, of this past year is when I would be in meetings that would, would actually be in a boardroom and be more traditional and everyone was taking them from home. And this is in the very beginning when like a lot of people who maybe like eased back into childcare weren't quite there. I was in all these meetings and like, it was okay to have a baby in your lap. I think it allowed us all to like, take a step back and realize, like gave you a little more sympathy for like the people you're working with understand like, oh, they're doing, they're doing everything right now. Yeah. I I think that was something that was an interesting, you know, happy byproduct of the pandemic was the fact that you could just see people like we are all human. So pre-pandemic, I would imagine, you know, when you would come out with books and such and you're on a, you know, book tour or what have you, whatever you're doing, when you spend time away from your children, it can be really easy to kind of feel like things are very disconnected in your life. How do you reconnect with yourself and with your kids when you're feeling a little out of touch? I'm going to say something that's not super popular. Okay. (laughs) No judgment. I'm totally fine being away from my kids for a few days. I don't do it that often. And I obviously haven't done it for a while, but pre-pandemic and we're about to start getting back into the schedule, I would travel to New York like every other month. And I would do, it'd be like three days worth of work, go to a nice restaurant, whatever. And I actually think it's, it's nice to step out of that role just for brief moments. Sometimes it's, it's important to just be you for a minute and kind of reconnect with yourself. Completely. Or even just being able to go out to dinner and mark casual circumstances and what have you. So it sounds like kind of having that time away helps you reconnect with yourself. What fills your cup beyond having that time away? Is it being with friends? Is it doing something else alone? What really makes you feel more like yourself? I like being able to spend time with my girlfriends and it can be going out to dinner. It can be going on a hike. Speaking of friendships, like, do you think your friendships have kind of changed in terms of what you look for? Are you gravitating towards different people? Now that you're a mom, you know, how has it changed the nature of any friendships that don't have kids? How do you kind of approach that? For me, I'm okay just having a handful of best friends. I think that when you are working and you have kids and, you know, a relationship, like you're already so committed to so many things. You want to be a good friend and you want to be able to be there for them and support them. So I definitely am like a quality over quantity type of person when it comes to friendships. I only have like a few really good friends. Okay. So kind of getting back to you as a mom, oftentimes we go through this experience of transforming from being a woman into being a mother and our sense of self and our self-identity just shifts. We have this shock that we experienced. Did you feel any type of change in terms of who you were after you had your babies? And tell me a little bit more about that chapter of life when you were kind of assimilating to being a mom and adapting to that new identity. I remember like in the, in the months after having my first child, I just like I felt like I lost myself and I was like, I don't know when I'm going to get back. Like, am I just a new human now? And I remember she said, it's going to take you about a year to feel like yourself again. And it's going to be your new self and it's going to be even better. Like you made a human, you're taking care of them and it's a new and improved. You'll like, you'll like her, you'll get along. But she was like, give it time. Like it's going to take, it's a really big adjustment. And she was right. It took about a year for me to be like, kind of feel like myself again. It's that first baby that really 
mm-hmm. everything shifts and you're suddenly like, wait a minute, who am I? Can I wear this? Is this appropriate? Do I, who am I in the world as it relates to my kids and my friends? You know, did you have any type of like shift in your style or beauty preferences? Like how did that change? I'm definitely a much more casual person now. Again, I, I work from home, so I didn't ever want to feel like I was being held back or limited because of like clothing. It just didn't feel as important to me. I still love to get dressed up and like go out to dinner or do whatever. But if I'm like working from home, I don't need to wear like a silk blouse. Like that's just going to get destroyed in five minutes. And then I don't want to feel bad about that. I got casual really fast. And also I just had a new body. I, was, I wasn't really in a rush to lose baby weight and I was breastfeeding. So I just, I had a whole new shape. So I was kind of learning to dress for that. You know, I just figured it out. Completely. Yeah. That whole process of understanding their, the new body you're in and how to dress it. And yeah, it's totally different. You know, I have this pile of jeans in my closet and I look at them. I'm like, RIP, I, they just don't work anymore for this new mom bod I have. And it, it's okay. I kind of love it. This whole notion of snapback culture. I feel like you and I grew up during a time where the cover stories were always about how so-and-so got her body back in three months postpartum. And it's just not something that I think we as women value as much anymore. I think that people have become more honest and I think that they're actually being praised for showing the realities of a postpartum body. And yeah. um, it's good. It's a, it's a good trend. <laughs> I know I'm into it. So in terms of looking back, what do you think some of the biggest lessons are that you've learned as you've transitioned into motherhood? I think it's important to do things your own way because every kid is different. Every parent is different. Every situation is different. And when you have someone that you feel so aligned with in everything, every way, but like parents really different from you. It makes you question yourself. You're like, Oh, well, I, you know, I admire everything they do. Like maybe I'm doing it wrong, but it's important just to do what's right for you and your family and your kids. And like, you just got to figure it out and, you know, take advice from friends, support your friends. There's this idea that like, if they're doing it different from me, like if they're not wrong, then I am. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of this like blame and judginess. And I think that parents need to support each other a little more. Do you feel though that you have more empathy when you see people that are parents or mothers or in the thick of it? There's like that thing. I mean, I'm sure you have it where like when you lock eyes with another parent, like in the supermarket or whatever, and like totally. things are wild and you're just like, you're doing good. Because <laughs> my kids are not afraid to like, just like lose it in public. I get a lot of like, like it feels like it's an older parent will walk by and be like, you're doing a great job. <laughs> you're fine. It'll be fine. Oh, absolutely. Something that's really interesting though, you mentioned this idea of like blame and, you know, people doing things differently, but there's also this idea of mom guilt. You know, I feel like constantly we're plagued by mom guilt. We feel bad because we miss bedtime. We feel bad because it wasn't perfect, like our Pinterest board, but mom guilt is just so pervasive in our lives. Like, how do you, how do you manage that? And how do you just kind of talk yourself off that ledge? I don't have a lot of mom guilt. Again, this is not a popular answer. I mean, I'll, I'll have like moments here and there where I feel kind of bad. Don't feel bad about the little stuff. It's not going to help them if you're sitting there feeling bad. I also think I have like a community of friends that are just all really supportive of each other and are just constantly reminding each other, like, you're doing great. I'm proud of you. You're such a good mom. And I think that makes a difference. 
Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And in those moments, what do you think, like looking back, like what is maybe one of your more insane or toughest moments as a mom? I don't know. It was, it's probably something gross. It's probably <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's, a diaper or <laughs> it's no, it's like, it's like not having a diaper and being somewhere where you're like, uh, you know what else? I'll, I'll say this. One of my, <laughs> one of my moments that I always have guilt over is my older son. And I'm assuming my younger son, we actually don't know is lactose intolerant. So like as a family, we don't eat dairy. So like every time there is a pizza party or an ice cream party, I'm always like scrambling to like make an alternative or like bring a vegan pizza or like do that. Cause I always feel bad because as a kid, pizza ice cream parties were the best. The best. And yeah, I got absolutely. sick because I was lactose yeah. intolerant, didn't know. But like, ah! <laughs> but like I always feel so bad when he misses out on those things. And it's like a little silly thing that like again, I'll like make him an alternative and he doesn't care. But like that's like one of the things I feel bad about. Yeah, like, completely. I gave this to you. <laughs> okay. And then the opposite to that, what would you say, you know, your proudest mom moment is? This is kind of dorky, but like when they have good manners, one of them says a please or a thank you or like shows good manners or goes out of their way to be kind to someone else and like unprompted. That's, that's for me. I'm like, yes, that is such a wonderful moment because you're effectively helping shape these little people and your only hope really is to send them into the world and make sure they're, they're good. So you have such a healthy mindset about all this. You're just like, you know, with the whole mom guilt thing, you're so honest and just real about what's possible. And I love that. Like what has helped you build that type of mindset? Any books or anything that's helped you? So again, Bruce, um, am I allowed to say the F word on here? Yeah, or, go ahead. Do your thing. I don't want to get into <laughs> trouble. Well, it's, it's, you're an effing awesome mom. I think her book is awesome. And just the idea of it's okay to be like, I'm a great mom. You're doing your best. Let me tell you some funny stories. She's hilarious. She's one of the funniest people I know. I think it's a great book for new moms. Cool. Kind of starting to wrap up. What is the most valuable thing that you've, or surprising thing that you've learned about yourself since you became a mom? Being a parent's a little gross. Yes. And, <laughs> and I've actually been okay with it. Like I've done some stuff where like pre-kid me would have just been like, ew. No, completely. But it's weird because when you're a mom, you're like, oh, I made that. It's part of me. I mean, I used to never like share with my ice cream with anyone. Like even my husband was not allowed to come near my ice cream. And now I'm like, oh, my kid can have a bite. You know, it's fine. Like I was very germaphobe. Something changes. Yeah. I've known you since, I don't know, maybe it's maybe been like a decade. I don't know. We go way back. It's probably kind of crazy. Yeah. Probably longer. Um, You know, we were in really different stages of our lives and it's just been so neat to see you build everything you've built, but also just become a mom and manage it all. And do it all, but also just to be really honest about it. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for tuning in to Parallel Lives. Stay tuned for new episodes and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like today's show, we'd be forever grateful if you take a moment to rate and review us. You can find us online at parallelhealth.com. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L health.com or on Instagram at Parallel Health. I'm Alex Taylor, and you've been listening to Parallel Lives. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by Parallel. 
We are a prenatal vitamin and supplement solution that adapts to your changing body's needs throughout your motherhood journey. All of our products offer the highest quality bioavailable ingredients at doctor-recommended doses tailored to each unique phase. Preconception, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, and postpartum and beyond. Because your prenatal vitamin shouldn't be one size fits all. Sign up for our newsletter at parallelhealth.com to learn more.